Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality. I'm Sydney DeLorean, and I have Rob Love on the line. How's it going, Rob? It's going pretty good, Sydney. How you doing? I'm doing great. I am so excited to talk to you about uh, today's topic, which is something I knew nothing about, but um, you seem to have some knowledge of. Uh, as it happens, uh, it's happening kind of near where you live, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like my local, um, it's almost my hometown oh, it- sort of cult. <laughs> weirdness it is it's your hometown cult um so we're doing a show about jay-z knight aka ramtha ramtha i think ramtha okay yeah um and so how did you learn about this person well i used to i first of all i used to live in olympia i live in tacoma now but i used to live in olympia and uh, I, at that time, I worked at a local garden center, which was was actually located about halfway between Olympia and Yelm, which is where the Ramsa compound is. Okay. And so, and so, um, I'm sure that a lot of my customers were um, Ramsters, as the locals call them. Are there a lot of them? Well, it's there's two. There's apparently there's two thousand. Um, like Jay-Z Knight people. It's called the Ramsa School for or School of Enlightenment. Okay. Um, and and it's located outside of Yelm um, and uh, Jay-Z Knight's mansion is located right next door to it. They have an 80-acre it used to be a, like a horse ranch um, and it's all it's all fenced off so I remember when I was working at that garden center, I would go out on delivery sometimes and I would I would drive by this, you know, just walled compound. You couldn't see what was on the other side, really. Um, but I found out from, you know, word of mouth that that's, that was Rampa's, Rampa's uh, spot, Jay-Z Knight's spot. And, uh, you know, it was like everyone kind of knew that her followers lived in the area and they just kind of like considered them. This is back in like 1996. To give it um, maybe even a little earlier than that. I think it might have been, yeah, anyway, thereabouts, mid-90s. Um, and everyone just kind of considered the, the Ramtha thing like a kooky cult, like basically harmless, just a bunch of like new age people or whatever. And, you know, everyone knew about Ramtha, of course, because that's like the the... the linchpin or whatever of the whole operation is that um, Jay-Z Knight channels this 35,000-year-old Lemurian uh, warrior. Um, let, we'll get back into that in a little bit, but I want to finish my like experience with it. Uh, so they were just sort of the local culty goofballs, and no one really paid much attention to them. Um, so... Could you tell, like, from looking at them or interacting with them, if they were um, a member or if they were into it? No, that's why I say I probably had a bunch of them as customers at my garden center, but I wouldn't have known it because they, like, the followers seem pretty normal. And, in fact, that's a real sort of hippy-dippy area. Olympia is home to the Evergreen State College. And there's a lot of, like... Yeah, there's a lot of like 
people that live in tree houses and, and that's sort of an accepted normal thing. And, you know, like it's just a weird old, you know, hippy dippy place. So they wouldn't have seemed too out of place. Um, and they're, like I said, they don't like have weird haircuts or anything. They're just like normal people. Um, and a lot of them are apparently pretty well educated and, you know, make good money, which is great for the cult. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that's know? something if you want to run a successful cult, you want to market yourself towards uh, upper class people who have the money to keep it going. And if there's not, I mean, that's something we've seen with Scientology and with uh, the Nexium people yeah. is like, they're not huge in membership numbers, but they make quite the impression because the members they have have a lot of money. And so they can kind of have a show of success in terms of like real estate and like whatever. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's funny you mentioned, um, uh, L. Ron Hubbard or, you know, Scientology because, um, like his book Dianetics came out around the same time that Jay-Z Knight started doing her thing. I almost want to Google when did Dianetics come out, but I have a feeling it's around the same time. I think it was um, the 60s, right? I don't... Or the 50s. Well, Dianetics? Oh, I don't know. I'm basing I, a lot I of remember. this on the Paul Thomas Anderson movie that was loosely based on that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Do you want me to Google it real quick? Hold on. I'll, I, I'll look I, it up. You... you uh, I, I'll ramble. I'll yeah. ramble. ramble. Okay. I grew up in... I grew up in Southern California. 1950. 1950 was Dianetics? Hold on, hold on. Okay, this is about the art and practices of term Dianetics. Uh, For the L. Ron Hubbard book, see Dianetics, Modern Science for Mental Health. And that was... uh, it. Okay, book one, the book launched the movement, which later defined itself in as a religion. 1950. Wow. Okay. Well, I remember seeing commercials for the book on TV and billboards in Southern California in the 80s. Okay. And that seems to be when it, when it sort of like caught momentum. I don't think that there was any Church of Scientology people in the 50s. You know, I think it was, it took a while to get going. But, but at, around that same time is when like Jay-Z Knight was starting to do her thing. Um, uh, uh, Shirley MacLaine. Yes. That book. Out, out on a limb, you know, and she talked about like doing peyote with Carlos Castaneda out in the out in Mexico or so. I don't know what, but like my mom was into all that kind of shit. So I, I kind of like caught wind of that sort of thing. Which, yeah, I would but, just uh, like to say the excitement for me in having you as a repeat guest on this show is unearthing oh, yeah. the hippie level of your childhood because it is fantastic. <laughs> super, super crunchy yeah yeah well i am a fan favorite so you'll probably have to keep having me on i will you know, um so. yeah i feel like you um also are, are a little more into different uh spiritual practices not that you do them yourself but you maybe that's more in your wheelhouse because you did go to a Hari krishna uh place when you were younger and um, you just kind of, yeah. you, you know more about these things than I do. Well, I'm happy to, I'm happy to, uh, impart what I do know, yeah. but, um, 
So uh, let's see. Do you want to go through the sort of like chron? I pictured going through chronologically. Yeah, um, that's Jason, that's Jason, a good I way. Sort of like yeah, and then we can always like take off and go on tangents or whatever. But um, let's see. Do you, do you want to? Oops. I I'm gonna have to open a new thing here do you want to start or do you want me to well we can start with like who this lady is um yeah because i have i had i had the perfect thing pulled up and i have to search for it real quick but it had like the greatest sort of like early biography of her oh awesome Uh, um yeah i'll let you pull that up while i brief people on um the fact that uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center has criticized Knight for homophobic, yeah. anti-Catholic, and anti-Semitic racist rants, which I'm like so excited we'll, to get to. Um, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll yes, get to that. that's, that's just later. a teaser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen until 2011. Yeah, so we have time. Yes, um, but I think we're we're talking about the same article. Oh no, I'm just on Wikipedia. Oh, oh, okay, great. Well, I'm on the article that Wikipedia is referencing. Perfect. That has a lot of juicy tidbits. That's what we're here for. Yes, for sure. Okay, I found it again. Do you want me to just, this is a great encapsulation. I'll just read, like, the paragraph or whatever. So, Jay-Z Knight was born Judith Darlene Hampton in 1946 in New Mexico. Some uh, sources say Roswell... I read another place that said a different town, but basically you're looking at like really (laughs) Roswell, New Mexico, just the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. One of eight children, one of eight children in a family of migrant farm workers. Um, And then I'm going to add some stuff that I I learned from other things. Uh, She was voted uh, most beautiful in her high school yearbook. Oh, that's funny because you were voted most beautiful on an episode of Decency with DeLorean. Oh, sweet. Uh, one vote. Well, it was <laughs> from yourself and when you told everyone how yeah. beautiful you are. I'm, well, I still am. Yeah. Um, she was voted most beautiful. She was a rodeo queen. Oh. So she was like into, into horses, you know, back in the Dizay. Um, let's see. So that's. 1946, she was born, and then blah, 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 doesn't say a whole, oh, yeah, okay. At some point, here's one theory of a, there's a prediction of her um, eventual greatness. Here's one version of it. One version of it states that uh, a Yaki Indian woman told um, Jay-Z Knight's mother that baby Judith would one day see what no one else could. Oh. And then another yeah, another version of that, basically the same thing, was that when she moved to Tacoma, Washington, shout out, 253, woo woo, <laughs> she moved there, she moved to Tacoma, Washington in 1977 and visited a psychic who told her basically the same thing, that one day she would see what no one else could. Well, and I think what we're so, learning here is the danger of encouraging people. I tend to root for other people. I, I want people to do great things in life and pursue their dreams and accomplish things but there's also a danger in being too encouraging because too many people told this bitch that she was special (laughs) 
Well, she is pretty special. Let's keep going. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to save that part for later. Um, so 1977 is when she... Okay, now, okay. So the one version says that in 1977, the Tacoma psychic told her she would one day see blah, blah, blah. Uh, this says that in 1977, that prediction came true, as Knight tells it. She and her first husband, Jeff Knight, we'll get back to him later because that is a juicy morsel. I can't she wait. And her first, she and her first husband, Jeff Knight, in 1977, Tacoma, I assume, um, they were. They heard about pyramid power. The belief that pyramids modeled on those in Egypt could sharpen razor blades and preserve food through mummification. What? The article goes on to say, and spent a rather manic weekend constructing paper pyramids and placing various objects inside. Example, cheese, dog food. Jay-Z Knight says, my kitchen was looking more like a wholesale warehouse than a kitchen, but it was worth it. We retired at 3 a.m. exhausted. Cocaine, so much cocaine. This is me editorializing, but yes. God damn it, how much cocaine. They spent a whole weekend making paper pyramids and trying to sharpen razor blades under them. A whole weekend. I can't and even... Then they finally I recently watched I an episode of Intervention where this girl was doing like a lot of meth and she was butt naked uh, inventing new math like because she was smarter than anyone and she was inventing new math. And that's what this sounds like to me is like there's like there's it's so much speed that's necessary to think that you can fucking that the energy created just by the shape of a pyramid be it made out of paper, can make your cheese not go bad? Like, we all like to have fun. And listen, I live in Phoenix. We're three months out of the year. It's too hot to go outside. And you have to entertain yourself in your home. And it involves crafts. So, like, I get it. But you're going to spend an entire weekend making paper pyramids and then putting your groceries under them? Did the groceries go bad? Tell me this. Well... Uh, it, it does sound like they did, but you have to remember this was 1977 mm-hmm. and that was the height of things like, um, you know, pyramid power. Just think of Steve Martin or somebody at that time. Oh yeah. Because um, they were just then unearthing the pyramids. I think that's when they like opened up the tombs. Um, and that's cause I live in an era where Tutankhamun's fucking remains have been on tour since I've been on this planet. But there was a time where those pyramids were sealed up. And I think in the 70s was when they were opening the vaults of ancient Egypt and people were like, oh, my God, the wonders of the ancient world. Aliens. Um, well, there there was. Yeah. I mean, you remember Steve Martin's um, song, King Tut? I do. We watched it's it in what- history class. Oh, okay. So just like the musical number and the video or whatever, that played on um, like local, you know, national radio mm-hmm. back in the like late late seventies, early eighties. It was ridiculous. But so that's sort of think of that time, go back to that place, add a lot of cocaine, and then you can sort of begin to understand how this couple would spend a weekend making paper pyramids and trying to sharpen razor blades. So anyway, okay. This is where the magic happens, okay? Mm -hmm. The following morning, 
the following morning, uh, let me just scroll down. I'll, uh, the following day, Knight jokingly grabbed one of the paper pyramids, placed it on her head, and Ramtha, a seven-foot-tall apparition of golden glitter clad in a purple robe, appeared in her kitchen. I am Ramtha, the Enlightened One. I have come to help you over the ditch, she says he told her. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, and shortly shortly thereafter, Knight was in business. So that's the early start. Um, She started channeling uh, Ramtha in public a couple of years later in 1979. Apparently, that's also when she bought this 80-acre compound in Yelm. So I don't know where she got the money. If she had enough money for that much cocaine in 77, it doesn't surprise me that she could afford an 80-acre compound in Yelm. And she had um, a husband. So what did did he do for a living? Do we know? Uh, I I do not know, but I bet you he did make money. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess, right? Yeah, I almost want to Google that while we're talking. But what now? Tell me, is there anything you want to add that you found out? Um, so I don't really have anything to add to that. I want to ask, what was it like? Okay, so her husband's there when Ramtha happens for the first time, and he's like, fuck yeah, this is totally real. But like, This is where I'm missing the narrative between that and buying the compound and being on Merv Griffin. Like, how do you how do you start spreading the word? Because, like, what do you do? You tell your best friend like, you know, you work as secretaries and you're like, dude, Judy, this fucking um, uh, how old is he? Um, This Lemurian fucking. guy came into my body oh a thirty-five thousand year old lemurian warrior like you know what i'm saying what's that conversation like with the first person you tell about it yeah um uh, i really don't know i assume they're also on cocaine i'm not really sure but that was the time of like i said that was like Shirley McLean, uh, out on a limb and all this, all this, like people were searching for meaning back then. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really the time when the new age weirdness, you know, kind of broke. Um, it, I think people were just searching. It was baby boomers, baby boomers looking for purpose. Yes. Basically what it, what it boiled down to. Um, so. I do want to say, so Ramtha is from, uh, Lemuria and I was like what the fuck is Lemuria um, so Lem- do, you want, do you want me to tell you yes okay I will go into depth on Lemuria if you want to do you want to try and google I think I might have got his name on Jeff Knight Jay-Z Knight's first husband okay um, yeah you can tell us about Lemuria I will get to the bottom of uh, the husband situation Okay, um, so Lemuria was around around the same time as Atlantis. Um, so, according, hey, quit I mean, you li- you've listened to the show before, so you know I have a difficult time with these things. Um, so, 
uh, Lemuria was around around the same time as Atlantis. They were both, of course, we know Atlantis is the better known of the two. It was an island, you know, mythical island. Some people say it was real. So far, it's never been found, but there's, you know, different theories on where it might have been. Um, and that went, you know, under the sea. Uh, presumably, I guess, when the when the last, um, maybe when the last Ice Age, this is just me editorializing, but after the last Ice Age, when the, you know, all the ice caps melted and stuff, it probably got buried then, or, you know. Um, so Lemuria was, is so-called, it's also an island thing. And the reason people sort of postulated that it might exist is because lemurs are found on Madagascar, and uh, somewhere else, uh, India. Like they're in Madagascar in India. And so people, someone postulated back in the 1800s, I believe, that um, there must have been sort of like an island out in the um, Indian Ocean or possibly the Atlantic that broke up, that was the source of lemurs, first of all, how it got its name, and that it broke apart and migrated to eventually come into contact with different continents. Um, so obviously Madagascar moved towards Africa. Um, whatever brought lemurs to India <laughs> probably just straight up merged with India. But Ramtha, um, the re- okay, here's the reason J.C. Knight bought her 80-acre uh, compound in Yelm. Mm-hmm. It's not just because the land, not just because the land is dirt cheap there, because it's all rocks. Um, trust me, I, I worked at a garden center near there, and so I heard all the stories about Yelm potatoes, which are basically like rocks the size of potatoes. Where if you try and dig a hole to plant a bush in your yard, you're gonna have to dig out about twelve of those Yelm oh, potatoes to make okay. the hole. So it's garbage. It's garbage ground. It's like the result of glacial outwash from like the receding glaciers and from the last ice age. Anyway, enough geology. So not only was it that um, garbage grounds so was dirt cheap, but it was according to Jay Z Knight also part of Lemuria. Oh, so, uh, oh! It's just a coincidence part- that it was right by where she already lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's. That's why that's why that um, spot has significance um, as far as the, the Lemurian thing. Now let me get into a little bit of. I'll let you um, keep looking up. I'm, did I get I can't right? find her Jeff? first. She had a husband named Jeff, but that was like her fifth husband, and it's kind of oh. sketchy. Who like I can't oh. find a list of her husbands. Oh, then Jeff might not have been the first husband. Yeah, Jeff. I only have- I only have two husbands and a boyfriend. Um, So she had five husbands. That's what one site said. Uh, It referred to, let's see, uh, Jeffrey Knight, who was the fifth husband of Miss Knight. So that was in a, that was in a description of a court case they were involved in. Court case. Okay. Yes. We'll get back to that. Yeah. And this is going to be, this is There's building up to be a great episode because we, we haven't even gotten to the juicy stuff. Yet. I know. There's so <laughs> much. 
So, okay, so Ramtha, Ramtha, a Lemurian guy, mm-hmm. 35,000-year-old Lemurian warrior. At the age of 14, he traveled to Atlantis to free his people. He conquered Atlantis, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and then proceeded to lead an army of two and a half million people um, for about 60 years and conquered... Mm, reports vary two thirds to three quarters of the of the world at mm-hmm. that time, which makes you wonder why they stopped there. But so here's the funny part, though. Um, so thirty five thousand years ago would have been about what thirty three thousand BC, and at that time, experts um, not predict, but uh, whatever estimate that the total population of the globe was less than half of two and a half million. Yeah. Probably around one million people. So um, there is that. There's, and uh, that's is, the thing with they, like past life regression people and these channeler people is like their claims never hold up to like historical fact checking. Um, I, fortunately, like not everybody knows everything, so it's easy to fool them because you just go, ah, two and a half million people in your army. Sure. That sounds, that makes sense. That sounds awesome. But here's, I'm going to give her props for one thing because, and maybe it's just because of her, like she tapped into this sort of pre-existing, this already existing, like Gnosticism sort of, um, like, uh, not not mythology, but Gnosticism and some new world stuff, new world, new age stuff. Um, but in Gnosticism, I'm guessing maybe they predict that the world was a lot older than, uh, or that, you know, human society was a lot older than, uh, people were predicting. Remember, this is like 1977. They thought that the Egyptian pyramids were built or the Sphinx was the same age as the pyramid. Oh yeah, and they're not. Like they thought they thought human society began like no sooner than ten thousand years or no later than ten thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now we're we're discovering things like Gobekli Tepe and it's the the you know, the date of um, human appearance or at least civilization the appearance of civilization on Earth keeps getting pushed way and way further back, you know, mm-hmm. and they keep coming out with, you've heard Joe Rogan have like, um, what's his name and the other, what's his name on, there's like the geologist guy. Oh yeah. And, uh, um, I you know, know who you're talking, talking about, about, but I didn't retain a lot of knowledge from that. Uh, unfortunately. Well, but. well, they're, they're talking about like, um, repeated, like catastrophe cataclysms over the, you know, the earth's timeline where civilizations would build up to a certain point and then just like a, a meteor would hit or the, um, the, the, the earth's axis would shift due to some weird, you know, event out in the who knows what. And that would just like, it's a cataclysm. It just shifts everything and like, boom, everything resets. Basically you just hit the button, you know, hit the reset button. So it's kind of prescient, from 1977 um, perspective to say that this dude was around 35,000 years ago and was doing all this cool stuff. He knows quantum mechanics. He's very well versed in things like physics and quantum mechanics and stuff, Rantha is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's pretty cool for a guy who, you know, was like Stone Age or whatever. Yeah, he was really right? advanced. He was super advanced. He's just ahead of his time, you yeah. know? He was, he was, totally. So, okay, um, where do we want to go from here? So, uh, I assume we don't know how she made all of her money. We can't figure out. No. Um, we haven't been able to find out about her first husband. I assume he was he was probably rich. Remember, she was voted most beautiful in her, like, Nowheresville high school. So, she probably hooked up pretty good. And she is very attractive you know I mean? in the way, like, she looks kind of like Linda Evans. She's a, she's a very attractive mm-hmm. woman for that era. Um, we'll post pictures on the social medias for this to like, you know, so people can get a gander at this babe, this real housewife looking babe. You mentioned Lin- Linda Evans. Linda Evans is going to come back later too. Oh so yeah. Hang in there. All you Linda Evans fans. We have a lot of them <laughs> listening. I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure. In fact, maybe even Linda Evans herself. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> So uh, between, okay, she uh, bought the play, started performing as Ramsa in 1979. By 1985, she was already a big enough draw and name that she ended up on the Merv Griffin show, which was a pretty big deal at the time, right? Yeah, it's a so, huge deal. Uh, totally. So we don't know what's going on there. It's kind of like Jesus's lost years. You know, who knows what she was doing or what she was up to. She was probably doing a lot of like, I don't know, seminars and being like, give me some money and I'll channel Ramtha and he'll tell you that like, I don't know. Well, she wrote, let me just, she wrote like 600 books. Um, So she's still doing cocaine. I don't want to get sued for slander, but I'm just supposing. I want to find the actual, like, statistic of what she did. But she, um, for sure, was very, very prolific. She wrote a bunch, maybe not 600 books. I don't think she wrote 600 books. But she did a lot of, she was just very Motern, mm-hmm. as we'll say. <laughs> she created so, a lot of content. Created a lot of content, sold a lot of stuff, Um at one point later on, she had like some students of hers that were probably, you know, apparently pretty good at um, like making a movie or whatever. They made a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? Oh, yes. That was and, much uh, later. Yeah, that was much later. But I mean, she's always been like just producing content, producing content, like writing books. Um, yeah, it stuff. looks like so she. she, she made a- she did classes from like 1977 yeah. to 1987. And then in 1987, yeah. she founded the official Ramtha's School for Enlightenment. Oh. Right, right, right. That's the other missing piece. Um, from, from 19, when she first bought the place, 1979 till 19, was it 87 or 89? 87. When the, when the, 87, when RSE, the School for Enlightenment of Enlightenment, either one, was opened. During that time, she um, was building her 12,800-square-foot house. Which and, I'm mad um, about. Next, I'm just mad when people have I nicer know. homes than me. <laughs> I know. And then right next door, she had a 15,000-foot uh, horse arena where she bred Arabian stallions. 
and sold them. So I believe that's where I believe that's where the money a lot of money was coming oh, from. Oh, this is the problem so with for, the fucking horse girl. We all went to junior high with the horse girl. They're fucking weird. They're fucking just because you have a perfect French braid in your hair doesn't mean you're not <laughs> fucked up because we know you want to fuck those horses. I'm not saying you fuck those horses, but I'm saying you want <laughs> to fuck those horses. The horse girl is weird, and this is prime example of such. I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, let me get uh, I sued. I won't. I won't have you. You know, take any legal heat for this. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they were breeding Arabian horses um, in 1989, or by 1989, they had sold off the. Well, maybe they hadn't sold all the horse stuff, but they converted that um, horse arena um, into. I assume it's covered, and they, they turned it into basically the, the ramp the school of the mine. And it smells um, like horse shit. It probably smells like horse shit. But uh, they have all of their students. Let's see. They, they start them off at, at an introductory class. Um, the introductory class consists of they pay $450 to come to for the weekend, for this weekend seminar. They all bring like a sleeping bag. That's pretty much it. Um, they, they can sleep on the floor of the arena. Um, and the ceremony start with like loud music, um, like pop, loud pop music or whatever. I don't know. Get you going. Mm-hmm. And then they all are forced, forced to dance. Um, so they dance for a while, <laughs> like hours. And then they do... They all sit in the lotus position and do um, practice what's what are called C and E's, which I I can only um, I, I figure it means clench and exhale. Oh, so your kegels. They they sit in the lotus position and do clench and exhales, and uh, reportedly a bunch of the students like uh, moan in ecstasy. <laughs> Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate when people feel pleasure in group settings. I just do. Yeah. I only yeah. feel good in private. <laughs> Are you Catholic? <laughs> uh, no, I only went to Catholic school for a year. I was raised Southern Baptist. Uh, they feel good in public all the time because they're always like speaking in tongues and jumping around and stuff. That's true, yeah. I think it's just so, some, it's um, an experience that made me shy away from public exclamations of joy because um, I had to go to church like six days a week where people were like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And I just was like, oh, it's in such poor taste. Um, that's almost, as, yeah, that's maybe worse than being raised Catholic in a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, where are we now? We're clenching, um, we're exhaling, we're in the former horse stable turned temple. Uh, that's, that's where they have the new initiates come in, the people who are pay, paying 450 bucks for the weekend. But they also have these, um, they have about 50, 50 events per year that are these wine events. Oh. And they, uh, the, the people... The attendees have to pay a thousand dollars to come and attend the event, and uh, they are six. The event is sixteen hours long. Um, it is fueled by red wine. People are basically required to drink 
wine mm-hmm. the whole time. Every every time Ransa drinks, everyone has to drink. Oh Jesus! And this is a fucking Real Housewife at her finest, where it's like everyone. <laughs> I mean, it, the only difference is it's not Pinot Grigio, but like other than that, we're talking Real Housewives of Orange County, where it's like you need another glass. I'm having one. Fuck you. <laughs> So it's um, it's just a lot of you know. There's lots of dancing and music and uh, Jay Z nights on stage. And from time to time, she'll turn into Rantha and speak some wisdom. Uh, you watched the uh, Merv Griffin uh, YouTube video from 1985, where Jay Z Knight uh, goes on to Merv Griffin and. and changes into Rantha right there on national television. Oh, just dude. kind of describe. It's, Describe it for the listeners. She like closes her eyes and focuses. And it, it reminds me a lot of like, I kind of get pee shy. So if I have to pee in a public restroom and there's like, especially if it's someone <laughs> I know, like I kind of know uh, in the stall next to me, I'll get shy. And then I'll have to like kind of close my eyes and take a couple deep breaths. Like I got to relax so I can urinate and not be pee shy. And so that's what Jay-Z Knight does is she like closes her eyes and like, breathes and focuses and then she kind of looks up and then she uh, all of a sudden speaks she kind of like man spreads her legs and like kind of haunches forward a little bit like and is speaks in a lower voice and in like a weird broken English even though I guess she says Ramtha doesn't speak English or read English but then through her he speaks English and then she just kind of speaks in like what would be if you were to fake like a primitive American culture. I don't yeah. know. It's it's fucking weird. She has feathered bangs, which my hairdresser's mother calls French bangs, where there's like a layer of bangs that goes down and then a layer of bangs that goes up. It's like they're curling in both directions. Anyways, she's got French bangs and it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. No, I think she's pretty. Well, yeah, I'm not saying she's not. Yeah, I'm not saying she's not pretty, but I'm just saying the whole fucking thing was difficult to watch. It was very cringeworthy. Um, okay, so she has been known to get a little bit litigious um, when people kind of go up against her over the years. Um, there was the first story, I believe, was uh, there was a woman named. I can't remember, Julia something, um, a woman from Berlin who was also channeling Ramsa. Oh. Yeah, this was back in the 80s, I believe. Maybe the the 90s, early 90s. But um, uh, Jay-Z Knight found out that this woman in Europe was also channeling Ramsa, and she sued her in a Viennese court for five years, she claimed that for five years, her um, sort of internal being was like disrupted or something. And that also she was the one who deserved the copyright to um, Channel Ramsa. And uh, the Vienna Superior Court agreed with Jay-Z Knight. And so the this Julia woman from Berlin was fined $800. And Jay-Z Knight was given the copyright for Ramsa, basically. Which is insane. Like, Like, first of all, this is the problem with women. Women stress over men way too much, as if there aren't enough men to go around. And here we have two women arguing over 
an imaginary man. Like, they're like, oh, no, I want him inside of me. No, I want him inside of me. Girl, please move on. You can't channel any other fucking imaginary dude. You know, it's bullshit. So the next time she decided to sue someone, I, I think, was a woman named White. Oh, some super white White name. Wind Weaver. White Wind White Wind Weaver? White Wind um, Weaver. She was, she was a lady from Thurston County, which is, you know, where um, Yelm is located in Thurston County. And uh, I think she was lived closer to Olympia, more in town. But apparently this White Wind Weaver lady attended about 12 seminars and then started doing her own. She attended 12 RSE classes Mm -hmm. and then went off on her own to um, teach basically the philosophy of Ramsa on her own, but like a mere 50 miles or less from, (laughs) or, you know, 20 miles from where Jay-Z Knight lives. Mm -hmm. So Jay-Z Knight found out about that and sued her and the court sided with Jay-Z Knight and find the, the uh, white wind lady, $10,000. Um, and I'll just like go back to say uh, like a brief idea of what this lady is teaching. Um, according to Wikipedia, a central theme of Knight's teaching involves an internalization internalization of divinity. God is in us. You are God. Behold God. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop. What? Wait, go back and read the fourth. It's four things, right? You're yeah, so that's what things. I was going to get to. So there's four... Well, uh, so wait, read them one by one and I'll react to them. Okay. So the four cornerstones of Knight's philosophy are, number one, the statement, you are God. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I, like I that. mean, listen, as a, as a semi-practicing Satanist, sure. You know what I'm saying? Because um, Satanism is atheistic, meaning like you are the power in your own life. All right. Um, yeah. Number two, the directive to make the known unknown. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. I I like that. What? I don't like secrets. You have to make the known unknown? Does that mean that you... Well, maybe you're uncovering truths out in the world or something. You're a truth seeker. I don't know. It's just, it's open to interpretation, but I'm okay with, you know, that broad concept i mean i guess my interpretation would either be to make the known unknown would be to hide things or to make things that people think no, they understand no it's make the unknown known isn't oh it? no i have to make the known unknown and the only positive no. interpretation of that would be if there's things that people think they know everything about and then to disclose like oh there's so much more um, which is kind of what science does, is it's like, you know, let's crack this open and find out that there's like, you know, fucking cells and molecules and like, we barely know anything. The more you know, the less you know. Um, that sort of thing. I don't know. Uh, are you ready for number three? Yes, so let's go with number three. The concept that consciousness and energy create the nature of reality. Well, I mean, it's kind of the secret or something. It's like, I'll kind of give it to you, but grudgingly, yeah, I'm not really in behind that 
Yeah, that's kind of like a typical new age thing. Um, it's the secret. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and number four is the challenge to conquer yourself. Yeah, that's where you lost me. I'm I'm out. Yeah, they're all kind of vague. Um, and like, yeah, it's kind of like contemporary new age stuff and positive thinking and like, yeah, I, you know, I don't have a lot of room in my life for the the woo woo of the world. So, um, anyways, we can now. I just wanted conquering, to conquering your yeah, conquering yourself though. I just don't. I don't know how you can, you know, uh, slant that, spin that in a positive light. Conquer yourself? Does that mean, like, be Lance Armstrong and, like, win a bunch of uh, world championships? Or is it, you know, I don't know what it is. Be in complete control of yourself or get out of your own way. They're also open to interpretation, which is a lot of, like, new age speaking, is that it's, like, these weird... Um, like a weird rhetoric that doesn't really mean anything. So I don't know okay. if this, this lady's like stealing her ideas, quote unquote, and teaching them in her own workshop. But it's like, these aren't really original ideas. These are threads that we see across the board in every fucking wackadoo who thinks they know better than other people. So do you want to get into the video from 2011 that was released that um, that uh, led to another lawsuit that was just recently settled? Um, that's the one with all the racist diatribes. Oh, before we get to that, because I cannot fucking wait. Um, <laughs> honestly, that's like right up my scandal alley. Um, there was another court case, uh, in night versus night, which was from 1992 to 1995. Her former yeah. husband, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeff Knight Let's alleges he yeah. lost years of his life by postponing modern yeah. medical treatment for his HIV infection due to advice from his wife that Ramtha could heal him. The court decided against him and he died before he could appeal the court's decision. So here she's like, oh, I'm going to channel the spirit who's going to cure your AIDS. Like, dude, we don't know shit about how to cure AIDS. And like this guy who's 35,000 years old is going to know shit about AIDS. What the fuck? Even if you thought that was real, I'd be like, dude, you don't know. Like you didn't go to medical school because there wasn't such thing as school. So like... <laughs> Think my theory is that um, she Jay Z Knight wanted her husband dead. Oh, otherwise he could take that she money. Murder him. There's okay now. Let's yes, exactly. Um, so there's a. Did you happen to see? There's a, a video on YouTube of an interview with her on, or an, it's actually a story about her. On ABC 2020, you oh, know, the show 2020. Yeah, I love 2020. Bar Barbara Walters, Hugh Downs, all those guys. Mm -hmm. They did a story back in 1987. So this is only two years after um, her Merv Griffin appearance. In 1987, she, uh, they did a story about her on 2020 where they, it was pretty scathing. It was kind of an indictment. They were already, like, leveling all these allegations of... Um, she's a cult leader, all this stuff. Um, and she comes on to defend herself. And one of the things she says is murder isn't murder. Oh, um, yeah. 
if you if you if you believe in the concept of um, reincarnation, then you're just helping that person on to their next self. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> and then bananas. And then how many years later does she basically murder her husband by, you know, keeping him from, you know, receiving medical treatment for his HIV? Oh, and so, yeah, she doesn't think that she murdered him because it's not murder. No. She's just pushing him on to the next life. Because he did come out after they divorced. He came out and said, like, this is a money grab. She's it's she's running a racket. It's bullshit. Um, Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, and then, so now we'll go to 2011, mm-hmm. where uh, apparently this this woman, um, uh, what's her name, Coverdale, uh, last name Coverdale, uh, a student of, of Jay-Z Knight and Rantha for, reportedly for three decades or so, um, she films one of these uh, wine ceremonies. Wine orgies, and uh, that's where uh, Jay Z Knight, as Ramsa, makes a bunch of statements that are super offensive. <laughs> she, um, do you want to read them off? Um, I am not. I don't have a list of them in front of me, so I need you to read them okay. off. She, she um, said that. Uh, well, first she she talks about the Grayman. The Grayman, what like are the, the aliens. Oh. They're, they're a type of alien. You know, um, Lemurians are a type of alien. Uh-huh. Um, they're, uh-huh. seven, they're seven feet tall. I think the Lemurians are the ones that <clears throat> came and um, impregnated monkeys to make them smart enough to mine gold so that the Lemurians could harvest it from them and spray it in their own home planet to protect it somehow, like the gold dust in the atmosphere, like makes their planet livable or whatever. Uh That's sort of, (laughs) that kind of goes against her thing about the Lemurians being like from an island, but whatever. Um, So the Goldman are aliens. They're like, no, the Greymen, sorry. The Greymen are also aliens. They're the ones we call the Greys. Okay. And they're the ones that, they do all the really boring stuff. They're not warriors. They're like the accountants of the aliens, you know? They're like the money counters. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Jews. <coughs> Jews. Uh, yes, uh-huh. So the Greymen were responsible for World War One and World War Two. Um... They have apparently they've in one of these yeah that racist thing that she did in 2011 she talked about how the Greymen caused World War One World War Two that by now the Jews have made enough money to buy themselves out of the gas chambers. Uh huh. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, because she was like, "Why are Jews still upset about the Holocaust? They're rich now." Yeah. 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 But this is just in one of these wine-fueled rants on stage in front of how many of her followers, I don't know. But um, it was all videotaped by this Coverdale lady. And uh, another thing she said, apparently during that same thing, 
um, was that Mexicans are a scourge, basically, and that they breed like rabbits. Um, and then she talked about Catholics. Catholics are... Now, this doesn't make any sense, but Catholics are mm-hmm. all former... No, gays are all former Catholic priests. Oh, like reincarnated? Gays are all former... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, like we're trying but to make she, sense of the ramblings, the wine fueled ramblings of a crazy lady, which I guess that's yeah, that's going to drive us crazy. Exactly. But during the same video, apparently, um, she has a, a follower, Ludish, something like that. Um, he's an Irish Catholic, former Irish Catholic priest who was defrocked in like 2004 or something. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Uh, he was the head of this um, big, you know, not a monastery, but it was a school, I think, in Ireland. Um, and some in the early '90s, some um, uh, he was accused of uh, pedophilia, and he immediately resigned. Uh, this is back in 1994. But he had been a student of Jay Z Knight since 1989. And was present at this videotaping in in 2011, um, and went up on stage with her as she was talking about, you know, all this weird stuff. Um, so they they basically defiled God's name together, called him a. Oh, I wish I could have. I don't have it up, but basically called God a whiny bitch, and that Jesus wasn't. Wasn't wasn't anything and all this stuff that Jesus was basically doing the same. He was another alien that came to the earth and was basically teaching the same stuff as Ramtha. You know, basically called like Jesus. Jesus Like he ripped off Ramtha's game. Yeah, yeah, because Ramtha was there first. Oh, okay. I see. I see. He's OG. Yeah, Ramtha's totally OG. So this um. 2011, this video was filmed, and then it was released in 2012 by this woman, Coverdale, um, and it hit the media, and um, it caused all this backlash. Apparently, at the time, Jay-Z Knight was a huge contributor to the Democratic Party in Thurston County. She contributed, like, $70,000 to the the Democratic Party. Um, I don't know if it was all in that same year or whatever, but... um, when the when the video hit the news, Democratic Party got like, you know, it was kind of a black eye to them, and they denounced her and eventually donated all that money to a um, a uh, charity for Latin Americans, something about Latino charity. So they they donated all that money to them, and uh, Jay Z Knight took this Coverdale lady to court. And uh, this huge legal battle that went on for years um, eventually bankrupt this Coverdale lady. Um, and Jay-Z Knight poured like $600,000 into legal defense against the slander. And then, and then she sued Coverdale for her legal fees. And initially, the court decided with Jay-Z Knight that this Coverdale lady owed Jay-Z Knight $600,000. Um, but last, about a year ago, January of 2018, the court 
Thurston County Court overruled that decision and said that Coverdale didn't owe Jay-Z Knight any money and that Jay-Z Knight was basically a horrible person. <laughs> so that's what's going on lately. I think that's the that's the most recent up-to-date kind of like newsy thing that I that I was able to find about Jay-Z Knight. Yeah, it looks like she took a few years, like her church produced or her followers produced the 2004 documentary what the bleep do we know which i never watched i just remember it was playing at like the art theaters like it had a pretty wide distribution people were going to see it and like someone basically was like yeah it's like metaphysical bullshit don't go see that and i was like cool i won't um but uh yeah i didn't know that was produced by members of the rounds of school and then it says after an absence of Uh, from public view Uh, for several years she returned to public speaking on radio and in magazines and workshops Um, and uh, she was a guest on coast to coast am with george nori on august 14th 2011 um okay well there's actually i come to think of it there is more recent stuff she has because i follow her on twitter stop it she tweets at jz knight k-n-i-g-h-t she's not verified i don't know why she's not verified but uh she tweets a lot of stuff and have you heard about her latest political leanings no tell me well apparently jz knight is still a democrat okay she was a huge huge contributor to obama um, she still claims to be a member of the Democratic Party. However, Rantha is a huge Trump supporter. What? Yeah, Rantha loves Trump. Oh, man, what an internal conflict. Like, she <laughs> she thinks one way the 35,000-year-old spirit that uh, possesses her thinks another way. Also, this fucking spirit dude is so woke and he's a Trump supporter because, like, Trump seems, like, pretty not legit in terms of New Age philosophical thinking. So, like, man, I hate this bitch. You're going to have to check out her. Crazy Knight's tweets because she she does mention Trump a lot in her tweets lately. But you know, Trump's a warrior. Uh, Ramp is a warrior. It makes sense to me. So um, apparently, she made a prediction. She she also does all these like sort of um, Nostradamus style predictions that never turn out true <laughs> from year to year. And one of the ones from uh, 2017 was that. After his inauguration, Trump's uh, Air Force One flight would be encountered by alien craft. Oh. He would look out. He would look out the window, see the. This is Ramsey's prediction. He would look out the window, see the alien craft, and decide. Basically, those dudes have a way better. Um, like airship than I have. I need to like find out how to get a cooler, you know, I need a spaceship basically. Yeah. And so he was going to like buddy, buddy with the aliens at that point. So, um, and then apparently that actually happened, you know, according to Jay-Z Knight, that actually did happen. So we don't know. We don't know. Um, but also she, there's a, um, like a GoFundMe type thing for, uh, it's like a grassroots GoFundMe to, I guess that's kind of 
repetitive. They uh, want to uh, raise a billion dollars in private money to help build the wall. And Jay-Z Knight donated $10,000 towards that. Towards that. Did, was she Ramtha at the time that she did that? I'm going to go ahead and say on her behalf that Ramtha told her to do it. And she went ahead and, and fulfilled Ramtha's wishes. Because oh. what are you going to do? I guess, yeah, you can't betray the... the hand that feeds you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Jesus fucking Christ. The, yeah, the weird thing is it says that she has 60,000 followers of, like, the church, but her Twitter only has, like, 5,000 followers. So I'm starting to think that maybe she doesn't... There aren't as many people into this uh, religion as, uh, you know, as previously thought. Well, the the state the the um, <clears throat> the thing I heard or read was that there have been eighty six thousand um, visitors to her school of enlightenment. Oh, okay, but a lot of them were like, "Wow, this is weird. It smells like horse shit. I gotta go." <laughs> and let's get into some of her famous um, followers, past and present. Do you have a list of that? I can rattle off. Um, well, we have um, Linda Evans and Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine um, quit all dealings with with Jay Z Knight at, in 1989. Okay, so right around that peak time, shortly after uh, Jay Z Knight started getting shit, um, Shirley Shirley MacLaine was like, "I'm out. See you later." But Linda Evans has been around and is still one of her followers. In Jesus. Fact, here's a, here's don't another, you get too tired? A, like, when you get old, don't you get too tired to believe in bullshit? I don't know. When you're just super rich from Dynasty, you know, <laughs> like, how long is that show on the on the air? She's she's set for life. Yeah. And she's exactly the, she's exactly the type of follower that Jay-Z Knight needs. Is like a super wealthy person who's just like, ride or die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, here's another um, local, whatever, uh, personal uh, touch. I used to work for a, um, a pest control company. And so I would drive this big spray truck full of, like, pesticides around to various places and hose down their trees with pesticides mm-hmm. if they wanted and uh, one of my accounts was um, in this gated community in Lakewood, Washington. Uh, it's kind of centered around this like country club, super old country club. And um, my customer lived across the way from Linda Evans, so I didn't actually get to enter Linda Evans' property at this, you know, her mansion at this uh, country club. Mm-hmm. But I did get. To I get. I did get to see it from about fifty yards away or so. It was pretty cool. She's living pretty good. Brick. She's living good. Apparently, that she doesn't still own that place. I think she moved closer to the School of Enlightenment. Oh man! But, uh, I, I did get to see one of her former homes, and it was it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, she's got the money from the Big Valley Dynasty, and then those um, face masks. Have you seen the oh, Li- Linda they- Evans face mask? It looks like no. um, it looks like the masks that members of Anonymous wear, but it has it's like it it plugs into like a battery pack, and then underneath the mask, there's like these little like basically cones that push your face to like 
stimulate blood flow. Um, I have a picture of me wearing one I'll send to you, but it's this product <laughs> that was sold as seen on TV. Um, and it was like to keep you looking young. The, the Linda Evans face mask. Um, it's very, very weird. nice. Yeah. So some of her other former um, celebrity members include who's the dude from MASH? Uh, Alan Alda. No, 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 no. Of her followers, though, it was uh, B.J. Honeycutt. Oh, I can't remember the actor. Name. Yeah, I don't remember. But he was one. He was one, and then uh, still to this day, Salma Hayek. Are you Salma ki- Hayek? Are you kidding me? Serious? No, she's right up there, right up there with Linda Evans attending those wine ceremonies. Dude, she probably is funding most of what's happening because you know she married that billionaire. And she had his baby. Oh, dude. Like, not millionaire, but multi-billionaire. She had dude. the billionaire baby. Oh. Yeah, Jay-Z Knight's rolling in it. Yeah. Salma Hayek. So, Jesus. So now, <clears throat> the latest is that Jay-Z Knight is uh, kind of, like, getting old and tired. She says she wants to retire from... Um, like actually the whatever you call it the seminars and whatnot she just wants to um write books and things from now on mm-hmm. so she plans to retire she plans to retire soon who knows what's going to happen with the uh Rampa school of enlightenment but um the world will not be without jay-z knight's wisdom or, or the wisdom of Rampa because well, she's going to keep pumping out the exciting thing is that we're going to be alive for her death and then um, much like the excitement that took place in Scientology when L. Ron Hubbard died and they were like, his body has gone on to the next plane. And then there was that massive internal like struggle for like who should take over. And then that one douchebag won, uh, David Mis- Miscavige. And then like it became, yeah. yeah, it became something crazy. Like that's, we're going to get to see what happens, wh- you know, and when this podcast still exists in 10 years, um, we'll cover it. Um, on that note, you should not name this, um, podcast, anything having to do with Jay-Z Knight or Rampa, cause in case they search or whatever. So find out a clever name title for it that doesn't include a suable, um. <laughs> oh, because they <laughs> are the so litigious. They're so litigious. So litigious. But I, we're just. You know, we're editorializing. We're just supposing on a lot of things. Um, And I don't know if just reading the Wikipedia page uh, into a microphone counts as slander um, because, you know, I didn't say anybody fucked a horse. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't accuse anybody of actually fucking a horse. I just made a generalization about horse girls with French braids. And just the fact of bringing up, you know, the activity of horse fucking doesn't mean that you're accusing the person that the the whole episode is about that they did that. And honestly, like, yeah, that's I would never accuse her of that. She has a lot of other things going on. She's probably too busy to have sex with horses because she's a busy woman. She's living life for herself. She's living life for this 35,000 year old Lemurian. She's making money. She's got lawsuits like she number one, a 12,000 square foot house. She probably spends a lot of time just walking from one end to the other. Like, 
She's busy. She's busy. She's busy. She's busy getting plastic surgery. Have you seen photos of her? Oh like, yeah. Photos? I mean, I think she looks like a she looks like a reptilian. Yeah. I think uh, Real Housewife is the best way to describe it. It's not Jackie Stallone territory, but should she live long enough, <laughs> it might go into Jackie Stallone territory. Um, and that's going to be something exciting to watch develop. Uh, just as you see someone spend, someone who spends more than your annual salary in one trip to the plastic surgeon to make themselves look fucking terrible. And it's just so fun to watch. <laughs> I want to put this out there for the listeners. I know you're good at fundraising. So if uh, the listeners want to come scrape together $450, I will attend one of those weekend uh, retreats oh, for a new student. That would be really so, good to send you in to report back. Um, yes. Well, hopefully with your new celebrity endorsement of the podcast, we will be able to raise those type of funds so that we can send you to weekend seminars. And if Matt Farley wants to write a song about Jay-Z Knight, if he has not already done so, or maybe just Ramtha, I think that would be sweet. <laughs> I feel like this would just be something that he would go, no, thank you. I don't, I don't know what's happening there, but it's not good. And, and you know what? He'd be right because he's right about basically everything. You creepy old lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. All, All right. right. Well, I think, this was, I think this was a good episode. I think this was a great episode. And everyone, happy hump day. Happy hump day. Bye. Bye.